Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. Ha! This is the unique from Embree Creations with your awesome host, Fernando. 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 In this podcast, alternative lifestyles are given a voice. And now, and now, the man behind the brand. Hello, everyone. This is Be Unique from Embree Creations. And today, I have a very special guest today named Ellie Oldfield, and I keep on forgetting this dude is. My name is Fernando, just in case you don't know. But yeah, you have a really sick room here. Like, it's crazy. Thank you. Yeah, you got records here, guitar here. Oh my gosh, and it's red. I guess that means you're ready. Yeah, that's the student fun. So, what made you want to do this type of career path? What made you want to decide to do this? So, I was always a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, since I was younger, my mom has told me stories about when I stood up in a restaurant and sang the national anthem into a crayon in front of the <laughs> whole restaurant. So I've always been a singer, and it's always something that I always wanted to be a part of my life. Yeah. But I never really had a certain time where I decided and sat down and figured out that I want to be a local performer. Right. It was never something that I planned or, like, had ideas of like places to call and places to go and like sound equipment I didn't think of any of that I didn't look any of that stuff up I had a friend one time who told me about the keynote cafe and she was like let's go down there Mm -hmm. and I was like I was like "Ah, I don't I don't really know if I want to do this like I don't know I've never really performed outside of a recital at my old music school right and and I I didn't know what I was expecting Mm -hmm. at the time this was three or four years ago Uh and I was a 15-year-old girl. I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to sing. Yeah. But my parents urged me to go, so I went. And it kind of just fell into place. Like, I did a couple of the mics. Yeah. And it kind of just, like, really stuck to, to me. And, it's some, and, like, I picked up a couple shows at the Kino. And then I branched out into open mics in the Greensburg area and then I started realizing oh there's people who are actually like have a schedule where they have their shows and like they are actually making money from it and could quit their day job and just do music and I kind of was like well I think I could do that (laughs) and then I just started putting a lot of work in and building a big repertoire of songs and from playing at the keynote very often Mm -hmm. I ran into a lot of great connections mm-hmm. and that's really where it all started was at the Kino Cafe. Yeah, I heard a lot of, I see a lot of people um, starting out there like it has a good reputation. That little cafe has a strong word of mouth. Like, Ever Eris was there. Look at where she's at. Aubrey Birchall, Dan Swank, uh, even uh, Daniel Blake having all of his connections there and look at where he's at. Like, every single person that's gone there like has really made it far and it all started there you get a lot of experience what it's like to be a performer like what was it like for you first like official like bill that i was on on an open mic there Mm -hmm. it was really 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 exciting to me um i like put all my my best songs that i thought i had at the time together and i was using a binder with my songs hole punched in them and I was flipping through and it was like I never really felt like a like 
oh, I'm nervous to be, go up there. It kind of just like felt really natural to be right, up yeah. there. And I was like, this room is packed. And I was like, why does this feel so, like so natural and so good? Because usually everyone has like stage fright and like yeah. being 15, like that's most people are like nervous to talk in front of their class. And I was going up in front of people I didn't know. And I was just like, I, it was just like an awesome experience. Yeah. Like, what was your first song that you sang? I think the first song that I ever, like, performed outside of, like, a recital, like a recital at a music school was mm-hmm. a Flog and Molly song, which is an Irish punk band song. Oh, okay. Um, it's called uh, Drunken Lullabies, and I okay. played it on the guitar. And Andy Grammer's Not Over You, and I played that on the piano. And I still actually play that song to this day, because mm-hmm. it just, like reminds me of like whenever I first started out and like I'm looking through my music notes to remember the chords for that song and now like being able to like really play it because I look back at videos of me singing these songs from four years ago and how like it's it's crazy to think that like I thought I was like absolutely amazing and the feedback I got back was like I thought I was like I don't know like looking back I'm like I don't know what these people saw me I don't I don't I sound really bad like yeah but like it's also weird to think like that was four years ago what am I gonna sound like four years from now because now I think I I sound the best I've ever like sounded on stage and stuff but like it's crazy to think like that in four years I might not sound the same that's interesting because I never really thought about like you think you're gonna sound the same when you're when you're at this at this one at this moment but then as time passes by it's like what if your voice as you grow older your your vocals change mm-hmm. how are you going to sound like in the future and i think a lot of people go uh, panic um made her voice gets higher and maybe it gets lower or like it doesn't stay the same mm-hmm. like you hear yourself up here and you think you sound the same but when you actually talk or sing out you're totally different you were saying you went to music school where did I, you go at? i took um lessons outside of like my like regular school days like after school i would go to a place called maestro minds okay and from probably like i want to say like 12 probably okay um is whenever i really like went there and like started taking music seriously because i had gone there before that but it was always something like oh my parents want me to take music lessons and try Uh, soccer and stuff like that yeah and figure out what I like to do, and I never liked doing it, and my mom would have to say, okay, it's time to practice now. Mm. And then around, like, whenever I was 12, I was like, all right, I'm ready to take lessons, and, like, I'm ready to, like, actually learn. Yeah. And that's whenever it kind of clicked in my head, and that's whenever no one had to tell me, it's time to practice. Right. It's, I just did it on my own. Does this run in your family, too, or is it just you? It's just me. Mm-hmm. My cousin actually plays, too. We both kind of started around the same time. Okay. Um... But, like, in my, like, family, like, my mom and dad, they don't play instruments. Like, they've never played an instrument. I wasn't, like, raised, like, hearing my dad play guitar or anything. It kind of just something that, like, was always just, like, in just me. Right. Um, and I just, it's kind of crazy because I always try and think, like, like, why did it, like, why is, why did it happen to me? Like, Like, that like I'm the one that gets to do all this cool stuff mm-hmm. it's just like well you were chosen yeah yeah <laughs> yes yeah so what was it like when you had your first guitar my first guitar <laughs> I'm trying to think 
I think my first guitar was this acoustic guitar. It's Ooh. my brother's. Okay. And I remember taking guitar lessons, and I was not good at it. I couldn't <laughs> figure it out because I have really small hands, so like it's hard oh. for me to like. I can do like all of the basic chords, but when it came time to learning barring chords, I couldn't figure oh. it out anymore. Okay. But yeah. even though I still wasn't good at guitar, I still like at my 30 minute sets at the keynote, I would still make time at the end to play the guitar. Yeah. And I had, my second guitar was just like, not a good guitar. I bought a used guitar. It looked really cool on the front, but yeah. it was like one of those, I don't know if you know, they're like kind of like oval shaped on the back. And it sounded really like, it sounded really like bad. It was like very tingy sounding and okay, like there's something wrong about. with the yeah. neck on it. Yeah. So I traded that in and now I have, um, a white guitar which Vince uses at our same moon shows nice. okay. and I love that guitar it's just so pretty it looks it's all white so it like really like stands out <laughs> I think I mean I've never seen another white guitar like that one before yeah and it's just I just love it that's cool even yeah. though I don't play it that much and that I don't know that much on it I, I just like looking at it it's just pretty well any other instruments do you play um I took violin for a very short period of time. Ooh, okay. Um, and it's not that I didn't like it, but I d didn't really have the best teacher. Uh. And like yeah. there was like a lot of like scheduling issues here and there, mm -hmm. and like it was never something that like I really like like got. Yeah. And like it's not like a guitar where it has like all the frets and stuff. You kind of just have to remember yeah. where your fingers go, and it was yeah, like. Yeah hard for me to pick up on yeah um i probably if i had a violin i could probably figure something out yeah but like i never stuck with that and i used to play the flute like a long time ago oh, okay. in like elementary school band and then in high school band i learned learned the clarinet I never really learned it. I just joined one day because my, <laughs> my friend played the clarinet and I wanted to stand in line next to her. So I faked I faked my way through it. Yeah. And I just eventually, like, through watching the girl sitting next to me's hands, nice. figured this okay. sound makes this. Yeah. And I kind of, like, ear-taught myself how to play the clarinet. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember uh, my first instrument, um, fourth or third or fourth grade, and I was a tiny little guy. And you just see this one little kid with this big old trombone and I was like like I was really going at it like I don't even know how I did it but I thought it was cool then I got tired of blowing at it you get your spit in there I got tired of cleaning the tube and I was mm -hmm. like what am I doing <laughs> when it comes to creating music actually what's your writing process like so usually I kind of have to get myself like in the right mindset and in the right mood so mm -hmm. whether that's accidentally happening or I plan it like if I feel like all right I want to write a new song mm -hmm. or if I'm just jamming on the piano and one comes to me mm -hmm. um, usually I just am playing whatever song I feel like or yeah. what I normally do is like I look up an artist and try and learn all the songs that they have online right okay. and then I just kind of start messing around with different covers and things and then I kind of get in this like really good music mood and then I'll usually switch to the, the guitar mm -hmm. and just do some basic chords that come up with like a melody and like a chord structure and then like the, some some basic lyrics. Yeah. Um, and then from there I go back to the piano and transpose the key 
into something okay. to sound a little bit more original mm-hmm. than just like the E minor, C, G, and D. Right. Like the basic chord structure that's in every song on the radio. Okay. I like to do stuff, like my favorite is um, G sharp minor. That's like my favorite key to write songs in. Okay. I just like it to sound like a little bit more like me. And okay. like, even though that's not like a big thing to change a key in something, mm-hmm. like that's just like one of my favorite things whenever I write songs is being able to like find the right chords to make it sound cool in a different key even though yeah, I don't yeah. know that much theory stuff right um, on the piano I just really like being able to make it sound more original and that's good also that you know the basics like you you actually know like the keys and names so it sounds to me like um you actually studied uh, a little bit maybe not a lot of music theory like you were saying but yeah. just a little bit to understand to like if someone wants to talk to you about you can understand what to say back right yeah, yeah. and I do know like the basics of a lot of stuff mm-hmm. um like I know how to like read the music and like know like how to figure out what key you're in and stuff like that but like I'm not like a pro at that kind of stuff I really just liked more of the creating the stuff to music so I still think that like any musician should know a certain amount of that kind of stuff right just because it'll It'll help you you so much more yeah but like I at a point realized I didn't really need the books the beginner piano book one Mm -hmm. and to learn all that stuff to really like yeah play the piano Mm -hmm. because like I once I've kind of figured out like what I was doing and I learned a couple like you know Mozart songs from my piano teacher and whatever (laughs) she was giving me that week and then I was like well I want to do like chords I want to learn how to like put chords together and do things like that and like arpeggiating and doing cool things with the keys to mm-hmm. make a song or a background of what I'm singing mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff I really just picked up on my own. That's cool so it just came naturally to you. Mm-hmm. So what inspired you, since you were learning all that what inspired you to fall into this type of genre which is like classic rock and modern popish type of style? So it's really just kind of what my brain comes up with whenever yeah. I sit down at the keys it's just kind of like the the way my voice just sounds yeah. and the way that it comes naturally to me right um i don't really listen to soft rock and pop it's not like my when i go on spotify that's not what i search up right okay. um but people like to hear rock songs in bars <laughs> and some bars like the people want to hear pop songs that are on the radio so i like to do like a mix of both Oh, um, okay. Like, I like to do like some Britney Spears songs. I like to slow down some rap songs, and oh, okay. they all kind of end up being this like soft rock pop genre. Nice. Whenever I play alone, like as like Ellie Lee, a lot of my stuff ends up being a lot slower. Okay. So, so any type of style. So yeah, more indie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but whenever I'm with Vince and Same Moon, because of the guitar and he helps me keep a better tempo. Right. I'm able to play faster stuff and play more rock stuff because he has a lot of rock influence. Yeah. yeah and does, yeah. Um, I pick a lot of pop songs and mm. stuff that a lot of the crowds like to hear. And so together we create like soft rock pop. So you're talking about Same Moon with uh, Vince. How yeah. did that start out? 
so me and Vince, we met about two years ago at the Keynote Cafe, which is where we both started. Okay, cool. I remember I had a show there, and he was seeing another local band there. Okay. And supporting them, and him and his friend went there, and that's how we kind of got connected. Wow. Um, and about six months after that, um, we kind of just didn't talk to each other at all. And then oh, okay. about six months after meeting, we um, got, like, reconnected again. Okay. And, um, I was a little bit older at the time and then he was a little bit older. So it ended up working out and we started dating, but we never thought we would do music together just cause we didn't mm-hmm. really want to mix those things together. And we didn't want to, like, we thought our styles were too different cause he was in a rock band and I played really slow, soft yeah, right. pop music. So we were like, yeah, this, I don't know, this probably won't when we were hanging out we would occasionally we would jam he'd pick mm-hmm. up the guitar and we'd sing a song together or something right. but we never really thought much of it in the beginning mm-hmm. and about six months into our relationship we were like why are we not playing together like yeah it's like we both like have these like great talents that we could be using together right. and we started learning a couple songs together we booked a show and from that point we've been singing what was your first show at? Our first official show as Same Moon mm-hmm. was at Scooby's in Greensburg last August. So we've been mm-hmm. as a band for about like a year now. So how does it feel like to perform with your partner? Well, it makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. In general, playing with another person on stage makes it a lot easier than being on your own. True. Because when you're on your own, it's harder to talk up and to them into the mic into the crowd and what if i say something that sounds weird but like being with someone else and especially with someone else that you, you know so well right even if you say something that might be stupid like yeah. they're not gonna like <laughs> like be like why would you say that <laughs> into the mic in front of everybody um and it just then makes the things i say because i'm more confident yeah it makes the things that i have to say like better and they sound better mm-hmm. and they don't sound like uh, I'm just talking. I don't know what the next word's gonna be. Yeah. And like sometimes it's hard. Say we're in a fight and then we have a show that night. Oh. It it, it gets hard, but yeah. like, what's nice about it is that the music brings us closer together too. It. Yeah. That's it brings us close together, and like if we're both like having a bad day or something, we'll come and play the. Gu- Vince will play, jump on the guitar, and we'll just start singing songs and just having a good time. So, yeah, it's I think it's a really cool thing. So it seems like music keeps you more of a keeps more of a bond. Together. Yeah, and yeah. I get to also share all these experiences with someone else. So good and bad experiences. If it's yeah. a horrible show and people and do not like the music, else, yeah. it's like a funny experience then yeah. to look back on. Like, oh, remember that show that was like <laughs> we we messed up every messed up every single song. Or like whenever we play a really cool venue mm-hmm. and get really cool opportunities, we get to share that together, and I think that's cool. So what was the what would you say was the best uh, performance that y'all were at? Like the best place y'all went, ever went to? Um, I think it was um, we played at the Ohio State Reformatory. Wow. Okay. Where the Shawshank Redemption was filmed. Whoa. Okay, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, my dad um has a handlebar mustache, so he's in a community <laughs> of uh. Yeah like beard and mustache competitions and stuff okay and through him being a part of that mm-hmm. they found out about me 
mm-hmm. and what I do. So they asked me to play at their competition there. Okay. And it was like such a cool cool thing to be at because there's guys dressed up and they have yeah, their yeah. beards all like in different shapes <laughs> and there's girls with fake beards on and oh. it's it's just it was such a cool thing yeah. and also it was in a co- in a prison like right next to like an active prison so like you look out the windows and there's real people in prison there it's like it's it was so cool yeah it was one of my favorite places that we played nice yeah that's where i filmed my music video actually where we um decided to film it they after the first i performed there twice and after mm-hmm. the first time they said if you ever have a video you can come here and film it mm-hmm. so after like a year of writing songs and stuff mm-hmm. i came up with runaway and i had it recorded and i was like um, i want to film a video here so yeah. we did it right so actually speaking of runaway like um what's runaway is about so when I wrote Runaway, it was the main lyric in the chorus is running on the edge of a storm. And whenever I thought of that, it was I was in the car with my parents and there was literally a storm behind us, but it wasn't raining on us. Right, right. It was raining behind us. Huh. So it was like we're, we're right on the edge of it. So okay. that's where I came up with that. And for me, it's kind of like, like my anxiety and depression is the storm yeah. and I'm running away from it. But how I kind of wrote it was so that, like, whoever's listening to it can relate the storm to whatever is the bad part in their life. So if it's a bad relationship or a toxic friend or whatever it is, like, I wanted the song to be, like, whoever's listening to it can, like, really relate to it in any situation. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, like, use, like, any, like, pronouns for, like, him or her. So it wasn't like I was talking about somebody specifically because I Mm -hmm. wasn't. It was a like relating to like my anxiety and depression and stuff. Okay. So that's like kind of how I came up with that. That's interesting cuz I was that, that was the first thing I thought of when uh when I saw the title I was like is she running away from something and then I heard a song I was like wow. And actually your other song um sad songs that was really good like that's why I did that post the other day mm-hmm. on you actually it sounded like you related to that song a lot. Like that song it really doesn't have anything to do with me. Something I do when I write songs is I kind of tell stories. Mm-hmm. Because I'm so young, I haven't had, like, a lot of big experiences in my life. Right. So writing songs to me is more like telling stories. So I kind of create right. stuff. That song talks about, like, like drugs and stuff in it but I kind of toned it down a little bit so it's more like play yeah. like I changed like a lot of lyrics that weren't yeah. what they originally were right just so that it's doesn't sound as bad on stage or yeah. that I sound as bad because I'm singing it and it's an original yeah. so but like I wrote it kind of in the eyes of someone who's just like lost somebody and they're turning like down a wrong path it's kind yeah. of the way I wrote that um there's like the bridge part in that song like even though the song never really applied to me Mm -hmm. like the bridge part in that song is like one of my favorite things that i've written Mm -hmm. and it was just it's it's a two-line thing but like every time i sing it i just like really can like feel it right and i really like that what's what's a day like when you're a performer so Usually I start my day with uh, just like, you know, getting up and then going to classes for school. And then after that, I come home, relax, 
play video games, whatever I'm doing <laughs> that day. And then it, I have to, like, if I have a gig that night, mm-hmm. um, I start turning into what I, I say turning into Ellie Lee, kind of like as another, yeah. per, like, persona, I guess you could okay. say, because I'm a very shy person and a very, like, reserved person. When it comes to, like, being at school, I'm not, I don't raise my hand. I don't speak up. I don't talk to the teacher after class. I'm very, like, a quiet person. So for me to get outside my shell, I kind of have to do my hair and put a full face of makeup on and get dressed up and put high heels on, and then I'm Ellie Lee. So, like, at school, like, in college, I go by, like, my full name, Elizabeth. I don't go by Ellie at school. Okay. So, like, it's kind of like I change into, like... A different person. My, like performance person so Mm -hmm. if I'm going to a show and I maybe didn't wear as much makeup that night I might even feel a little bit more reserved and stuff because I don't like feel like I don't know it just like it's something for me that's helps me get outside my shell a little bit is just making sure I like am all like made up for the show right and then I'm not as afraid to go off whenever I stand get off stage and shake hands with people I'm not as scared to talk to the people in the audience and stuff and that's still something I'm I'm working on and working on like talking and interacting with the crowd Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that I've been working on like recently that's good now for the fun questions would you rather be locked in an amusement park or a library and the rides don't work and uh, there's no food at the music park I would probably choose the library okay um my aunt is a director at a library so I kind of grew up Okay. Being in libraries, not that I'm a big reader, because I'm really not, but, like, my mom has worked at a library my whole life, so, like, I just feel comfortable when I'm always there and stuff. Do you think the world would be a better or a worse place if people were able to read each other's minds? I think... Well, I know that I wouldn't want anyone to read my mind, <laughs> for sure, but I would like to read other people's minds if yeah. I could. Okay. But, I mean, I there's probably, like, would be pros and cons to it, because, like, you could know, like, what people down. are thinking about yeah, yeah. you, and know if you're, like, if you're talking to someone, and if they're not liking the conversation, yeah. like, you could switch it up, but you could also know, like, if they're thinking badly of you, and, like, yeah. I wouldn't want to hear yeah. someone else thinking badly. I think it would cause a lot of conflation, because, like, a lot of people would, uh, and a lot of people, like, they, like, they, like, hide stuff, and then when people see someone, it's, like, Mm, or like something weird and then all of a sudden I heard you say that I didn't yeah. say nothing so I think it would cause a lot of arguments but also I think it would also um, help out some people because there's no more wondering if the person is lying or not right. you have more trust in each other to a point because it could probably cause arguments too so I think it's just like it teeter-totters yeah. if there was a million dollar prize for a world record, which world record would you try to accomplish? I don't know if this has been done or not, because I don't really keep up on like world records, but yeah. probably for trying to hold the longest note. If I could do, okay. like, hold a note for like a minute or wh- mm-hmm. however long it would be to break it, then I would probably do that. I actually want to look that up, actually. So what's the lo- how long can you actually hold a note? <laughs> probably not that long. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I've never trusted it. I'll, I'll have to do it one day. <laughs> okay. What event in your life do you believe would be a good movie? Well, when we were going to record my music video, okay. 
something happened and we had to kind of change the whole script of what we were planning the day of. So as I was, I walked, I drove two hours to Ohio and we got to the place and we changed the whole idea of the video when we got there. Uh, and in 30 seconds I had to pick an outfit and put my mood on and like <laughs> create a whole video doing it like while we were there. Uh-huh. And it was a pretty just a crazy experience. Yeah. But me and the videographer, I think we really pulled it off her. Mm-hmm what we were working with and it was well I haven't seen the video yet but um it's in the videographer's hands right now um we recorded it about a month month ago Mm -hmm. so um I'm sure that we're it's gonna be just I'm I'm really excited for it (laughs) it's just what I want to say yeah do you know how long it's gonna take until it's actually a dungeon official release date or I'm not really sure i'm hoping late fall early december mm-hmm. or early winter is whenever i'm hoping to release it but i'll probably release the song runaway because i never like put it on itunes right, i never really yeah. knew how to do that and whenever i first recorded it i not that i didn't have intentions of doing that i just right. never really got around to putting it on right. there i put it on like soundcloud and mm-hmm. stuff but i didn't really know how to of going about putting it on social media so i never mm-hmm. really did like a big like here's my first single and like yeah. here's a link to it and everything i never really did anything like that so i probably would want to like like kind of like i guess re-release the song and like right. actually go and figure out like how do you put this stuff on like itunes and stuff like that yeah there's actually two ways um that a lot of uh, independent artists use there's uh tunecore and cd baby yeah if you can try out a job, a different, totally different type of job, just for a day, which one would you choose? I probably would want to be a teacher. Okay. I just, like, that's not, like, whenever you're younger, everyone's like, oh, I want to be a teacher, like, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I could do something like teaching or something, I think that'd be cool. But I don't think I really have that much patience to be able to do that. Mm, um, to deal with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would depend. Like you think, like I, like I've, I've thought about it whenever I was deciding, like what I want to do as a career, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I don't wouldn't want to work with kids that are young, so I wouldn't be able to like handle it for all day long. <laughs> but I also don't think I could handle high school students because I know how I was in high school, and I had to, you know, didn't want to do the work. Yeah. I didn't want to answer any questions. I didn't want to go on to the board and write down stuff when like I wouldn't want to have to like Mm-mm. deal with those. What about college kids? Maybe, but I don't know. I still have to see how I like college before I decide to do that. <laughs> okay, then how about this? Uh, what would you like to teach them? Probably. I mean, maybe maybe I would teach music. Okay. Because I know music, uh-huh. but I don't think I would know enough about music. So maybe mm. something like I like math. So probably. Oh, God bless you, because I couldn't stand. <laughs> I had a good math teacher for two years I had the same mm-hmm. teacher and nice. if it wasn't for her I wouldn't like math because uh-huh. I just the way she taught was like really good and it like actually clicked in my brain mm-hmm. for the first time ever I never liked math until mm-hmm. like 10th grade in high school and I was like right. oh I get it now <laughs> so like doing like algebra problems to me yeah. is like doing like a crossword puzzle to me it's like nice. it's like okay. something I can just kind of like whenever I have homework for it uh-huh. it's something I can just like zoom through real fast and just yeah. like just like I don't, I guess it's not like relaxing to do it, but like 
there are like simple problems and doing simple problems and just knowing that I know how to do it Mm -hmm. makes it like, I guess, fun for me to do. Yeah. Like it's hard to say, like describe like that math is fun because it's Mm -hmm. math. It doesn't really get that fun. Well, there's everyone has their thing. Like, uh, I remember like the word problems I could not stand. I hate the word problems. Um, but I think it's like when you feel like, you know what you're doing, it feels like it's, it's more fun. Cause that's what I kind of felt when, like, I didn't start liking math until college because mm-hmm. high school I had horrible. I mean, they weren't bad teachers. They were actually, they were really nice teachers. It's just, I just, it just didn't click. Mm-hmm. But then when I went to college, I had different teachers, but they all broke it down step by step by step. I'm like, I got it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's like, yeah. it's like a great feeling because you actually get it, you know? But yeah, all the algebra stuff, I like that kind of like geometry and other things. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, in high school, they didn't require us to go in our senior year to take a math class. So I yeah. could have took like college algebra, which would have been easy or like, I don't know what the other thing was, calc or something. Calc I don't know. Is, yeah. But like, I was like, oh, I'm a senior. I'm not taking math class. So <laughs> I like, but like the algebra stuff like i really 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 like it and like understand it but like anything yeah. else like i don't enjoy doing yeah like, like geometry, geometry yeah. i i can't I do can't geometry i can't no i had it in my i had it for 11th grade and i like could not figure out like yeah. anything that was going on the entire time yeah, yeah. and then we had a student teacher that year so it didn't help oh so not because <laughs> with a student teacher you're never on topic with yeah them. they and, like have fun because like in students like to get the teachers to like not be off topic and student teachers are easy to do that so I never learned anything for the first half of the year and then the second half of the year the actual teachers started teaching and then I was like okay well I'm way confused because I didn't know anything we were doing the first half of the year right right no idea what's going on yeah so what quote do you strive to live by I don't know if I really Mm -hmm. know any quotes that I like remember or anything but I guess like just like the any quotes that have to do with being yourself and being original. I think there's one quote and it's something like, um, normal hair is like boring or something like that. I don't know. Something like along those lines, Mm -hmm. like anything that's like very like be original, be yourself kind of stuff is stuff that I like really like just because like I, I do like I stand out and like, I am very like, like an original person. That's good because everyone wants to be, everyone wants to be a like or everyone wants to be just like that person just mm-hmm. like that person but what makes you more better what makes a person i think more interesting is that when they say or do something that's outside of what people call normal and you have better things to talk about whereas oh so i went to the library today and i read a book oh i went home and watched family guy all day Oh, I, I, I did Netflix. Um, so I hung out with my friends. We just walked around town. What about like, oh, so I just went to a freaking crazy concert. Oh, yeah. Guess what? I was the musician. So, yeah. Or um, so I just got done doing this B.A. spray paint uh, graffiti on the wall. What? You know, it makes you it makes you everything more interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Any updates you like to give to your fans? Um. Just make sure that you uh, check out my Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, all under Ellie Lee Oldfield, um, for my music video to be coming out in the future months. 
Also check out Same Moon Band on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for any upcoming shows and gigs. (laughs) (laughs) So one final question is how would you define alternate living and any advice you like to give to people that want to live an alternative alternative lifestyle? So like having like a music career? Well, music or just, or just it just in general. Not it doesn't really have to be music, but not just working in your typical nine to five. Yeah. So it gets really it's it's kind of like a hard thing because there's a lot of times where I run into a situation where it's like no one else my age is dealing with this right now. Like yeah. so like I it's hard to go to my friends and say like Aw man, like I was playing this song on stage and like everybody like turned around, no one even wanted to listen to what I was playing. Like no one understands that, like at my age. So it it gets hard at some spots to like because there's not there's not like a lot of movies on like being a local musician and like there's there's not any like a lot of stuff you can really like find to like relate to and stuff like a normal teenager can find a movie and relate to any movie that is on netflix and like oh oh yeah i just had a really hard breakup so i can relate to it but like there's like not a lot of things that in like tv shows and movies and things that help to show like how it is to live like as a local performer so there's a lot of times where i am stuck in situations and I really have to just follow my gut with a lot of things because there's not like a lot of like research things on like how to go about this it's not like working as a nurse and like there's this is how you do this procedure there's step by step how to do it there's not like there's no like step by step way to live like this it's kind of just like you have to do what feels right for you and what you want to do. Right. So, like, you, like, I just, you have to rely a lot on your community around you, mm-hmm. in, especially in music. Um, the Greensburg scene is the best thing I could be a part of. It's better than any club I've been in in school or sport or anything. The people there are so welcoming and helpful. There's, you would think there's probably competition between, oh, this person's getting more shows right, or whatever, yeah, yeah. but there's really none of that. And at least I've never run into it. Yeah. But it's just awesome to be part of people like that who are willing to help you out. Mm-hmm. Or if something happens and you need to call up another band to fill in and stuff like that, like yeah. the community is like, I think everyone kind of has like a really good like bond with each other I guess you could say yeah um and even from the start when I didn't sound the best and I plug my ears when an old video of me <laughs> comes up on Facebook or something yeah. but there were people that were like really wanting to help me and help bring me up and like I like could never appreciate being a part of that enough because right. like it's not just like an easy mm-hmm easy decisions or how do you make a logo how do you call up a business what do you say so being a part of a community that's really open to helping people Mm -hmm. and helping like me and my friends and stuff is really cool Mm -hmm. also like places like the keynote whenever i was first starting out there for like the first year it kind of there was like 
my first year kind of performing and into now still there's kind of a group of musicians that are all around my age yeah there were like four or five um groups of people or just like single people um doing music and they were everyone was playing at the keynote cafe yeah i remember there were hemfield nights Okay. For just Hemfield oh. students who were playing, there was a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was in like my specific like class. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people who were doing music. Which, whenever I was a freshman, there wasn't. At least I didn't know of that many people who were pursuing this as a career that were young. Yeah. But like, so there's like an even like a a little community in the big community of like the um, like younger musicians, mm-hmm. and I just think it's cool that we can all be friends and that we're all like the same age group and yeah. so whenever it comes time to we a venue wants a bill of people yeah we have a bunch of people, people that that are our age and that like i know i went to school with them for yeah. four years you know and if i am doing a show and i want to have someone open up for me or someone wants to have someone they can call me or right, yeah. i can call someone else and say hey i'm doing a show like would you would you want to play yeah. and do the show with me and stuff and it's just really cool to have like a group of like a family uh, like a family yeah yeah to help each other out and that's good like i see that all the time around here on people just helping each other out even if they don't know you like you guys have that thing in common so it makes you feel like oh my gosh i'm home yeah you know but it is like i don't know if like crazy is the right word but like the generation of young musicians that are coming up and how like talented they are yeah and even now the keynote there's a lot of younger and younger kids going in there and starting music and playing shows there and doing open mics there and it's just really cool to see that like they're like the music is like growing bigger because Mm -hmm. like there were times where they're thinking about taking it out of schools yeah and stuff like that and it's cool that there's like younger and younger people are wanting to start to be a part of it yeah and to start learning young because there's a lot of musicians and they didn't start till they were 30 because they had college and they had to have a job and they wanted to move Mm -hmm. out and do all that kind of stuff so i think it was like very cool that like a lot of us got to start young to experience these things now and with our family's support and with older musician support we got to learn and make the mistakes while we're young yeah so by the time when we are 30 then like i will have i'll have like a head start on like experience yeah i'll know a lot more about it so whenever i go into doing things like if i decide to try and get signed i'll have i'll a lot more experience of how to go about and do that Mm -hmm. who are the people i talk to how do i talk to them how do i present myself Mm -hmm. how do i what events should I go to that aren't just music events? Other, like, like whenever there's communities, like, in Pittsburgh that are throwing something to get together to try and bring more live music in, like, like I gotta go to, like, you gotta learn to go to those and meet those people, and, like, there's, there's a lot more to music than just the playing of it and that's kind of like what I didn't realize whenever I first started yeah. and when I had my first couple shows it's not just like playing your set and then just going home it's you have you have to get yourself all ready and looking professional and nice and you have to like 
make sure that you're you you shake your the hands to the right yeah. people and right. that you look presentable and you're not going um on stage and saying a bunch of offensive things yeah because right. that's what i'm always scared of i don't want to like get nervous on stage and say something i don't mean and offend somebody yeah. Yeah. and i just yeah that's it yeah <laughs> i, I kind of went on a rant no that's good that's good you're very passionate about it so yeah. you'll be able to express it. that's a good yeah. thing but yeah that's all we have for today and i thank you so much for being a guest today thank you for having me yeah thank you that's all we have for today and always remember be unique that was an awesome interview with ellie lee man i was tired that day that's why you saw me all messing up and quiet and such as <laughs> but if you notice ellie lee is a quiet young woman but the moment she talks about music that's when she shows her true character and she's very humble too i see great things for her and her awesome partner too this was a wobble dobble cool episode wait that's not even a word but huh, oh well but speaking of episodes how are you liking these episodes by the way i'd love to hear your feedback and comments to see what you guys think about it this is season one by the way and the season's almost up now i know some may be like this guy is interesting here but one on camera totally different listen i'm still getting the hang of all this and I'll admit, I will agree with that. But once I get the hang of all this, you can see me for the funny guy. I really am. <laughs> kind of corny, I know. But anyways, I thank you for listening, by the way. It really means a lot. And yeah, I know it's been a while since I talked about the apparel from Ambry Creations. But it's still in the process of photo shoots. Now, here's the deal. You see, every time I book a date to do a photo shoot and say, hey, guys. How are you like to do it this day? And then they give me the feedback saying they give me they give me they give me response saying, yeah, sure. And we have a date and a day to do all this. And then here comes the rain. You know, it just keeps raining and raining and raining. Like last week, it was raining all week, nonstop. It's because like we're getting the aftermath from a hurricane that's in South Carolina, North Carolina, one of the Carolinas. Sweet home, girl. Oh, uh, never mind. I'm sorry. I'm just going. I'm going bonkers today. But yeah, so like I book a date and boom, there goes the rain. But hey, what can you do? So that's what's stopping the process because I want to get the photo shoots done, then the photo shoots to link it to the website and then put it on the website so that I can build it and make it more professional, you know? Plus, I want to do the videos first too. A lot of stuff going on, you know? But I do have a lot of mock ups available. Uh, last week, the mock-ups, uh, I released the mock-ups of the apparel of what will be available to order on the website once it's done being built. And I released them all on Instagram under Ambria Creations. So yes, you can follow me on Instagram to see what they are under A-M-B-R-I-E-K underscore creations, Ambria Creations. So follow me on that and you can see what's available for orders pretty soon. You can also follow me on Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter. And you know, speaking of Twitter, how do y'all feel about Twitter, by the way? I mean, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I'm just going to stop right there because it's going to be an endless conversation. You know, that'd be a good conversation to start out with someone. But anyways, that's a conversation for another day. Thank y'all so much for listening. And most of all, and always remember. <laughs>